Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to our podcast today. We have Dean Braxton back with us again, the man who went to heaven, who was really, really dead for a long time, for an hour (laughs) and 45 minutes. That's what his doctor said about him. He's just this wonderful brother in the Lord, and we love him very, very dearly. And he is helping us to get a perspective of on earth as it is in heaven. When we know what's going on in heaven, we can begin to live that way on the earth. Well, we'd like to welcome our beloved brother, Dean Braxton, to be with us again today on this podcast. And as we mentioned the last time, if you weren't with us last time, go back and listen to that. It is a wonderful, wonderful message of things about heaven that pertain to us on earth, things about prayer and contending for the outpouring that's coming, that's already started, and we know it's already started all over the world. It is global. And I just want to encourage you to avail yourself of all of the wonderful testimonies that are already out there on the internet. DeanBraxton.com is his website, and he also has a YouTube channel with over 140 short videos on all kinds of things about heaven and that sort of thing. He's written a number of books, In Heaven, What It Feels Like to Die, and Deep Worship in Heaven, and his wife Marilyn has written her testimony of a woman's stand and how she is the prayer warrior, she and many others, Mm -hmm. who prayed him through, and the Lord sent him back in answer to their prayers. And so we just want to welcome our wonderful brother, Dean Braxton, and we're delighted to have you with us today. And Philip has some thoughts he wants to share. (laughs) When we first met uh, Brother Dean, we were at a conference up in Illinois, and he stayed over an extra few days, and, and we were leaving the next day and just thought, well, if we can just chat for a little while. So we're out, and I'm holding a box, and I ended up holding that box for about an hour <laughs> before I put it down. It was kind of heavy. And in then, the sunshine in, in the parking lot in early September. Yeah, or, and then we talked for, a, for another hour, and it was just so awesome, just the— just the outpouring of what you know God has downloaded. It felt like into twenty him. minutes. It, yeah, it it just felt like minutes, and you, and even out in ministry, it is very rare to find someone with this caliber. Yes, this that's caliber true. of anointing because they have and humility, humility, and he says, "Where I was sitting on the platform, you know, just seeing what's going on and watching what's going in at heaven at the same time, and this just happens on a." regular basis. It's just uh, because he's living in two realms at once. Mm -hmm. And it's just the most amazing things. And I think when you read his books and you you look at the videos, you'll have a better understanding on how you too can live on two realms at the same time, just by your uh, relationship with the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, welcome, Dean. Thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you both again for having me. It's a privilege. And uh, even though, you know, we haven't known each other for a long time, you know, I also I consider you guys my friends. Um, so it's yeah. more than just a, okay, ministry connection or 
just, you know, we're just doing the kingdom work. You know, we are moving forward as friends in this endeavor to do what God wants us to do. I don't talk about you two as though you're just people I know or I've met. I talk about you when I talk to my wife as my friend, uh, Phil and Sharon, uh, they're the ones that <laughs> are going to have me on today. So that's my communication. And and I don't do that with everybody. I You know, it's not like uh, I do that with everybody. But every once in a while, you connect with people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we've always known each other. Yes. We grew up together. Right. And we will know each other for eternity. Absolutely. And so we walk, we're going to walk that way from, uh, from that moment on. And it's like, yeah, your life is now my life. And my life is now your life. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 When God gave us this name for the ministry of global outpouring, the -hmm. Lord spoke to me very clearly and he said, don't seek me for the outpouring, seek my heart. Yes. Seek my heart for the outpouring. Can can you give us from your experience, from your perspective, can you talk about the heart of God? You know, one of the, the experiences I had when I was there with the Father and Jesus in heaven, and people have asked me, you know, what was the one thing that probably impacted you more than anything else when you were with the Father and Jesus in heaven? And I said, the Father's love. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it the power or wasn't it this or what? No, it was just his love. And the first thing that hit me was everything was held together because of his love. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, when when that hit me, it was really something that I grasped and I said, oh, man, Lord, this is wonderful. It's just about your love. And so that's one of the things that really uh, hit me was that the love of God. The other thing that hit me was that when he looked at me, he looked at me in such a way that I wasn't a stranger. I was more than just, you know, someone in heaven there was lots of beings in heaven. Mm-hmm. There's a lots of redeem in heaven. I was his son. Mm. Yes. I was his son. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that look of him looking at me and he smiled. You know, mm. uh, you know how many people will say, I'm looking forward to that day. He says, well done, that good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. That smile said it all. Uh, <laughs> wow. He didn't verbally have to say it. He didn't have to download it into my spirit. Just the smile of the father uh, looking at me. And it was more than just accept it. You know, I don't even have the words to really describe the inclusion that I felt when I was with the father. And all of a sudden, he became my father. That was mm. number one thing wow. that probably changed in, in my life. Before he was just God, or he was Lord, or he was God Almighty, those type of things. And I would say father every once in a while. But from that moment on, he's father first. Mm-hmm. And then he's God Almighty. That's right. Then he, then, wow. then he's Lord. But he's my father first. So my first reaction to his heart or knowing his heart is, is first of knowing how much he just wants to be my father. Yes. I'll let that sink in because mm-hmm. somebody needed to hear that. Yeah. He wants to be your father first. Yeah. He's your God. He's your Lord. But he just wants to be your father first. And that's seeking his heart. You know, for knowing the outpouring, Sharon and Phil, you know, I get to pray for lots of people around the world and, and, and throughout the United States. And anytime that I pray, even like I prayed for you guys earlier, uh, the last show, and the first thing that comes to my mind is these words from, from my father. In the sense of praying for you, Sharon, I hear him say, this is my daughter. In the sense of praying for you, Phil, I hear him saying, this is my son. And from that moment on, all of a sudden, I get the privilege 
of praying for his children. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, and I know people look at it from the other way around. You got to, I, I get the privilege you're praying for me. No, if you look at it from God's point of view, anytime we get to pray for anyone, it's his child that we're praying for. And that's our privilege that yeah. he would entrust us. Oh, you got to grab this one. Mm-hmm. He would entrust us to be able to request for his child on this planet. <laughs> mm, beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you, That's the heart. That's the heart of God. When you come to know that, then you come to understand first and foremost, just like I said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. But the yeah. first part is he loved the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. He doesn't hate the world. He loved the world. Mm. And so people's yeah. got to understand, we may hate things in the world. There may be things that he doesn't like that's evil in this world or hate in the things. But the reality of it, love came before he disliked something. Somebody mm. figure out what I just said there. Mm. Yeah. You know? And so that's the heart to know. So it's easy for me to even do the things I'm doing because I go into it with the mindset to know that God is in this. And he loves this. And because he loves this, he's going to do everything he can to make sure that things go the way he wants them to go as long as I'm listening to him. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and that being in double places that you you talked about, you know, uh, uh, that was an adjustment for being back on the planet <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for me to be able to see as clearly as I do into that spiritual realm at the same time to see as clearly as I do in this physical realm. And ironically, I see my brothers and sisters uh, sometimes looking into that realm from a physical point of view instead of a spiritual point of view. But each and every one of us, uh, because we have the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of us, us that are born again, have the privilege to be able to look at it from a spiritual point of view. And I know some of us work very hard to be able to do that. And I tell people, if you're working hard, you're usually trying to come from your physical point of view. Mm. Let it go and watch God show you. One of the best times is just praying or worshiping him and just get lost in the Lord. Get lost with your father. Let him love you. And he will reveal so much to you that when you come out of it, you won't even have words to be able to explain all that he showed you. (laughs) Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. So with regard to praying for the harvest, praying for the outpouring, praying for souls to be saved, you mentioned in our previous podcast about the importance of praying for laborers to be sent into the harvest field. That's one of the things that Jesus said, pray to the Lord of the harvest. Do you have anything more that you can give us on that from your heavenly perspective? You know, from my heavenly perspective, one of the things I learned there um, when we were all um, before the throne of God and we were giving him praise and glorifying him, no one was requesting anything. Everybody was thanking him for something. Mm-hmm. And, and so when I came back to the planet, I started to think, okay, once we've asked anything according to his will, and, and, and he's already asked us, to pray that laborers go out into the harvest field. And we've been told that he hears us. And if he hears us, we have a request. No longer are we to ask again. We are to thank him for it. It's a done deal. Good word. And so from that perspective of heaven, no one was asking him for anything because he had already done it. You know, there Mm. we got to experience everything that he'd done. Plus here on the planet, we're asked to 
trust him, believe in him, have faith in him, that he will keep his word. And so one of the ways to do that is to not go by what you see, but go by what he said Mm. and start thanking him after you requested something like the labors, especially you that are praying for your loved ones and you've asked God to save them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, now he wants it more than you do. Now you start thanking him. I thank you that Tom is saved. I thank you that you're intervening in his life. God won't force himself on anybody, but he will use every opportunity at his disposal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he makes sure there's enough. Person, <laughs> to get that person, here's the message uh-huh. so that they can choose him. I always tell people he's chosen us already. Everybody's chosen. There's not a person on this planet that hasn't been chosen. All he wants us to do is choose him. That simple. And so we're to pray that he will use all his influence to get a person to choose him. I tell people it is awful hard for someone you're praying for to go to hell. And I know from a earthly point of view, that's hard to grasp because we're looking at the outward and all the signs and we don't believe it can happen and all that stuff. Well, the reality of it is he wants it more than you do. And you just ask God Almighty to go after that loved one. You didn't ask Dean Braxton. You didn't ask Sharon. You didn't ask Phil. You asked God. Think about who you just asked. Mm. And if he wants it, he is going to do everything he can short of evil to influence that person. And so that person is going to have to fight now to be unsaved. Uh, and, and lots of times that's the fight that, that, that you might see while they're under conviction, they, right. they could get worse before they get better. They can, they wow. could they could yeah. do everything. I've had friends that tell me of loved ones that they have prayed for, for years. And it looked like they were not going to come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. One of the ones is a friend out of Idaho, a pastor friends of mine, and their son came back to the Lord and he, he had it happen when he was driving in a truck. Jesus oh. just showed up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank he you, had to Father. pull over to the side of the road because he was crying so hard. He rededicated his life to the Lord. Oh. That parents never even knew it. As far as they knew, he was headed in the wrong direction. And all of a sudden, because of their prayers, they didn't pressure him. They didn't try oh. to manipulate him. They just yeah. prayed for him. All of a sudden, Jesus shows up in the truck and then, you know, they were the first he told that he made a recommitment back to the Lord. But again, you just think he's just driving down the road. Do, 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 do. And then Jesus shows up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Praise God. Amen. I love oh, it. Yeah. So I share people, I tell people, start thanking him. Don't go by what you see. Go by what he said and start yeah. thanking him for the things that he said he will do. You know, th- that's what we did in heaven. I, I just remembered, we didn't ask him. We just thanked him. You yes. know, we just, one after the other, we were thanking him, you know, and it was like, whoa. So on the planet, I'll make one request one time to my father about the situation, and then I'll start thanking him. Amen. Yeah, one thing Sharon always mentions, it's like the Lord spoke to her about the outpouring and said, it's going to be like the book of Acts on steroids, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> what do you see on your perspective, what um, what God is going to do on this move that has started? Well, you know, I think we're going to see more and more greater things uh, happen uh, outside of things that we have seen or heard before in the sense of the kingdom of God. You know, if we look at the book of Acts, you know, we never saw where Jesus had handkerchiefs or anything taken from him and given to the sick and the demons and the, de- and the devils and the people were healed. 
we did see that when it came to Paul, yeah. um, you know, in his situation. We don't read where Jesus walked along the street in his shadow, um, went, went across somebody and they got healed. We do hear where Peter had that happen. And those were greater things that, in the sense of miracles. I believe we're going to even see greater than that in these days right now. I believe there's probably a lot of great miracles that's taken place around the coronavirus uh, in the sense of people that had got the virus and should have died, but didn't die or people that did die and came back to life. I'm just waiting for all the people that are going to try mm-hmm. to contact me because of all these near death experiences that have probably taken place yeah. um, throughout the United States and the world, you know, and mm-hmm. people are going to try to clarify what happened to their lives. The news is not going to report it. We're no. we're not going to get a favorable news report. And, and some people, because they're going by the news reports instead of what mm-hmm. God reports, are not seeing some of the things. But they're going to happen, you know. They're going to happen more and more as time really comes to that time frame or the outpouring, but also for the end of the age. You yeah. know, we're just going to see the intensity even grow. The lights are going to be brighter than ever before. I like to put mm-hmm. it that way, which is us. Mm-hmm. And and so we're going to, the Gideon army, <laughs> I'll put it that way. Remember, yeah. the father went, uh, or Gideon went out there and he, and he had this large army and he narrowed it down by telling those that are worried about their family, go home. He didn't say it was a bad thing, but go home. And then he brought them to that uh, water and those that drank water a certain way didn't meet the criteria, they went home. And then he was left with the 300. 300. And the 300 were the strongest. They were the brightest. And I don't mean brightest and smart wise. I mean, in the sense of pureness to following God and the work got done. And I think a lot of times um, we don't realize that there's some willowing down that has to take place in a certain situation um, for God to be able to move like he wants to move. He really wants those that are going to rely on him, not their talents, not their abilities, not their smartness, not their wisdom, but him all the way, because he's going to tell them to do some things that are not in the traditional way of doing things. Somebody mm-hmm. better grab what I just yeah. said there. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? So that's what I see in these last few days. It's, it's, I'll give you a good example of Sheridanville. You know I go into the schools in California. Am mm-hmm. I correct? You've heard yeah, that yeah. before. Yeah. Okay. Not only just the schools, the public schools. I share the story, show that 700 Club video, and then I take question and answering from the people. Now, this is California, supposed to be a very liberal state. They're anti, uh, supposed to be anti um, this type of situation happening in their schools, separated with God and state, you know, that type sure. of thing. Yeah. And I'm in uh, my, my dad's house, my mom and my dad's house one day, and I hear the Holy Spirit tells me, and they live in California. And my dad at that time is, is getting ready to leave the planet. He's you know going to be with the Father and Jesus in heaven. And um, I hear the Holy Spirit say to me that God wants California. I oh. hear it. Yes. I was just mm-hmm. walking. There was no, you know, I was in prayer time listening. I was just walking. And all of a sudden I hear, hear it. And my, I wasn't walking outside. I was walking in the house. I stopped in my tracks and I said, how can I help? Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I didn't say, Lord, I can do this for you. I can get this ready. I can go go do that. You know, one of Peter's numbers. We're going to build three tabernacles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, type of thing. Yeah. I just said, Lord, I, I don't know, but how can I help? It was soon after that, within a week, that the Lord opened up the first high school in California oh. for me to speak in. Wow. wow. That's and, just amazing. And the auditorium that I was in, the year I just said, it wasn't the classroom. It was an auditorium Trim. that wow. I was in. I got to 
show the video, answer questions from the kids. And then another person came up and asked people to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And all the hands that went up. Wow. Okay. God and did it. Wow. Then I go back the next year and I do four high schools and three junior highs and one boot camp, wow. you know, where they put kids in there. All right. Uh-huh. The next year I get a request to go to Sacramento and do four high schools up in the Sacramento area, plus two nights where the parents are invited mm. by the kids to come to hear me talk. These are in public schools. We're not wow. in Christian schools. Wow. And then I go back down to another part of California and I do the same thing. Then I requested to go to San Jose and all of a sudden I'm asked, can I do all 42 of their high schools? Wow. Whoa. Glory to God. Wow. See, that's what I mean. He's doing it different. So I said, well, what's your connection? How did you get this started? He did it. I just said, this is all I said is, how can I help? I didn't come up with a plan. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a strategy. I just was going to follow the Holy Spirit, and he did the rest. Now, the schools are open. I can go back there. Someone says, how do you do that? Well, I'm invited by the Christian club. I'll tell you that right now, or whatever Christian organizations in the school. All right. It's uh-huh. their laws. They got to have these clubs there. They have to let the kids run it. Well, <laughs> the kids put out that this man that died is coming to talk about his death. What do you think that does? <laughs> <laughs> That's an open door. Yeah. <laughs> and the next thing you know, they have more kids than they thought were going to come. So now they got to open up these bigger classrooms or the auditoriums, you know, you wow. know. I did this in West Virginia, and the principal, which was a Christian, I said, Dean, we had so many kids that wanted to come. We just made it an assembly. So they gave me three periods to talk about it. Glory to God. <laughs> That's Jesus. Yes, I'm just telling you. Yes. Okay. And we people get healed. Kids get healed. Healed. Praise God. You know? Praise God. And, and traditionally, us Christians, you know how we are. I remember this one person got healed, and they just started cursing. You know what I mean? They just using the language they had because they got healed. And I know, I know some of us would be offended. Oh God, you healed them. Look at their language. They're saying, but he did it. He healed them. That's all they know. That's that's yeah. all the language they knew at yeah. the time. You know? yeah. <laughs> Glory but to that's God. the kids. We get to give out that in heaven book to every kid. Lord provides me with enough resources, money. Wow. To be able to buy enough books that every kid that comes and listens to me in those schools, I send home with that book. Of course, it has impacted their their families. I remember uh, later on doing a church service later that Sunday, and many of the kids brought their parents to the church services, and many wow. of those parents looked at those books, and some of them read the books, okay? And then we also have a person that gives me Bibles um, for kids, Gideon Bibles. So I go to the school and I get to hand out all these little Gideon Bibles to all these kids. Praise you know? God. <laughs> so you're engaging in the outpouring. Yes. You're participating. Much. You're doing this stuff. Now, what could you recommend for equipping the saints that are listening to help them be ready to be used like you're being used? Well, one of the things I think is that you and you and Phil are very much helping people to move in that direction by the programming that you have here. This isn't to plug your program, but this is to plug what God is doing. There's a whole different story here. And I really believe that some people out there need to listen to this on a regular basis so that they can get everything they can to move forward in what kingdom of God wants to move. You can say, well, I could do it a different way. Yes, you can. But God has ordained you, you know, called you 
anointed you to be able to find the tools out there for people to be equipped in this outpouring. That's what you're called for. That's what you're breathing for. That's what you're eating for. You know, <laughs> yes. so everything is centered from your perspective and making sure people are equipped to do mm. this. So I would yes. say to anybody out there, this is and, and I have to say it this way, an easy way to go forward. God, God's going to do it still, but there are harder ways. Yeah. <laughs> you can either take the easy it's road hard. or you can take the hard road. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And I know, you know, some people like to believe they earned it. So they go and do the hard road. But the reality of it is it's still God. It's yeah. God that, that does it. So that's one of the things. The other thing is to have that simple say, a phrase I said, how can I help? Instead yeah. of telling them what you can do and coming up with your criteria and your requirement, say to God, how can I help? And then just listen to him. And yeah. when he tells you how to help him, don't say, I can't do that. You know, don't, <laughs> yeah. be, don't be the Moses on top of the hill. You know what I'm talking about? And, and said, I, I, I can't speak like that. I can't do that. <laughs> Not it me, does. Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what God is saying, yeah, you're right. You can't, but I can and I yeah. want to use you for that. Wow. Go into, I was telling someone uh, this week as I was setting up my schools uh, uh, in the Sacramento area to speak this year. And I was talking to the person. I said, you know, my worst area to go into was to talk to teenagers in public forum. You know, even though I come from that background, mm. you know, juvenile justice, worked with teenagers. I love the one-on-one. But when it was to get in front of a bunch of kids and talk to them in front, I hated it. I hated it. Okay. And yet here's the very area that God knew that I hated to do more than any other area. And he's put me right in front of it. And all I do is let him do it. Do I get anxious about it? No, I don't. You know why? Because I know he's going to do it. He wants it more than me. I just kind of like feel like I'm floating on water. You know how you get in the pool and you float? Yeah. That's what I feel like, you know, and he does it. So I would say to anybody out there, just ask him, how can I help? Beautiful. Amen. Oh, amen. Well, Lord, we want to help. Yes. We want to help any way that you want us to help. Yes, Lord. That's Yes, Lord. Have it your way. That's amen. right. That's yeah. right. We've you know, we've we've really tried to um set aside our preconceived ideas about what God wants to do and how he wants to do it. We're just seeking his heart yeah. about what's our part in the outpouring. And he led yes. us to start this podcast. So we just praise God for the opportunity. Yes. And do you have any understanding about what Paul was saying about redeeming the time because the days are evil? Oh. Hmm. Yeah, Sharon, you're asking a <laughs> question that we don't have enough time to answer, but I will tell you this. When I was in the hospital, after this is all taking place and I was in my room, this is after they moved me off of the ICU unit. I was laying in the bed and I just remember the Lord saying, work while is day for the night is coming. Mm-hmm. And I knew when he said that, that that was to be able to reach as many people as possible for the kingdom. That's what it means. Redeem the time. If a person is born again, all of a sudden time is no more a reality in their life. Because heaven is timeless. Heaven is timeless. Most people don't realize time was really created for Satan and his demonic demons. Human beings were created out of time. We threw ourselves in time because of Adam when he messed up. Jesus Christ came and took us out of time. Ooh, that's deep. We got to think about that one. 
<laughs> All right. Well, hallelujah. Thank you so much for being with us today. We have so enjoyed this time. And yes, I know that, that somewhere along the way, we're going to get together again. And we know that we're getting together in August, August 6th through the 8th, 2021. We are looking forward to having you with us right here in our headquarters in Jasper, Arkansas. And yes. we're going to have a glory time just letting the Holy Spirit lead and Take us where he wants to take us and grow us in grace and grow us in the anointing, grow us in our heavenly perspective so that we can operate out of that place where we are truly seated in heavenly places with Christ yes. Jesus, in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Well, blessings on you, and we look forward to the next time we can be together. Thank you both very much. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. Mm -hmm.